The sons of Zebedee seem to think that the road to Christ's kingdom is one of power and prestige. However, it is, as Christ himself demonstrated, a road that travels by the way of the cross. It is a hard road. It is not easy. To share Christ's glory, we must be willing to drink the cup that he drinks, because suffering can make us holy. In the Old Testament, the cup is an image for God's judgment. A number of times we read in the Old Testament that those who sin and reject God would be made to drink this cup in punishment. God's infinite mercy is shown to us in that Jesus came to drink this cup of judgment on behalf of all humanity. He willingly was baptised, that is, plunged or immersed into the suffering we all deserve for our sins. This is what God predestined, what he planned from the beginning, what he knew about before it all happened. The Father would not leave this task of salvation just to the very best man he could find. He entrusted this special and awesome task to his own Son, who is God. Thus we are right to boast in the cross, because God loved us so much that he took upon himself all our punishment and all our wretchedness that arose from our separation from him. And he transformed the instrument of his own suffering and death into an instrument of grace, which did more than we could ask for or imagine, and more even than we deserved. John Newton wrote the words of the hymn Amazing Grace in 1773. I'm sure you're all familiar with it. It is said that it had its origin in his conversion during his years working on ships transporting slaves to the Americas. In the midst of a fierce storm at sea, he called out for God's mercy and assistance, a prayer that was answered. In the Christian understanding, grace is amazing because of what it does for us and to us. But to know what grace does, we have to have an understanding of how we would be without grace. If we had been created in a state of pure nature, with a spiritual and immortal soul, but without the life of grace, even then our intellect would have been known, would have been made for the knowledge of the true, and our will made for the love of the good. Our purpose would have been to know God, the sovereign good, the author of our nature, and to love him above all things. But 
we should have known him only in the reflection of his goodness in creatures. God would have been for us the first cause and the supreme intelligence that orders all things of creation. We should have loved him as our creator with that love which a subject has for his superior. It could not have been the love of friendship, but rather a sentiment made up of admiration, respect and gratitude, yet lacking that happy and simple familiarity which we do have as children of God. We should have been God's servants, but not his children. This natural end would have been wonderful, but ultimately it would not have satisfied us completely. In this natural state of being, without grace, the most brilliant of human minds could never have discovered what God has revealed to us, namely that our final destination is essentially supernatural and that it consists in seeing God face to face as he is. We are destined to see God not merely in the mirror of creatures, but to see him immediately, without the intermediary of any creature and even without the medium of any created idea. The joy and the love which this vision will produce in us is beyond us to know or to express. It will be an experience of love of God, which is so pure and so strong that nothing will be ever able to destroy it or in the slightest degree diminish it. So this is the preciousness of sanctifying grace, which opens for us the possibility of eternal union with God in heaven. This is the power of grace that deepens our ties with God in this earthly life. This is the stunning value of the sacraments that nourish our true interior life. This is the fundamental difference holy baptism makes to the human person. Without baptism, we are creature and servant. With baptism, we are elevated to family as beloved son or daughter. With holy baptism and all the other helps the church gives us, we are able to begin the life of heaven here on earth. So that this life on earth may move in the direction of heaven is why we pray and why we make efforts that we may not lose grace through sin. This is why we seek to order our lives according to God's holy will and to serve him in this life 
out of love and devotion, as grateful children should towards their loving Father. Grace is truly amazing. Because of sanctifying grace, God the Holy Spirit and the most pure and immaculate heart of the Virgin Mary, who was filled with grace, become available to us. They become our possibility of possession even, you could say. So that a union with Christ in this present age may come about. And God the Holy Spirit and the Immaculate Heart of Mary are ready to assist us in every way to be sharers of Christ's divine nature for all eternity in heaven. Laudato Jesus Christus.